Broadcasting live from atop the Rocky Mountains, the crossroads of the West, you are listening to the Liberty Roundtable Radio Talk Show. All right, happy to have you along, my fellow American Sam Bushman, live on your radio. Hard-hitting news that I refuse to use, no doubt, starts now. This is the broadcast for December 21st in the year of our Lord, 2020. This is our one of two, and our goal always to protect life, liberty, and property, and to promote God, family, and country on your radio and the tradition of our founding fathers. Yes, indeed, we use the blueprint for liberty, the supreme law of the land, the Constitution for the United States of America is our guide. And absolutely, we're convinced that checks and balances brilliantly put in place by the founding fathers are one of the great peaceful restorative solutions we have at our fingertips. We reject revolution. We stand for peaceful restoration of the greatest country on the face of the earth. Uh, Welcome to Liberty Roundtable Live as we kick off a wonderful Christmas season. All right, ladies and gentlemen, Sam Bushman live on your radio. Merry Christmas to all of you. We're going to be playing Christmas songs all week long on your radio, promoting the uh, focus of the season. Sadly, in our world today, there's a big contrast between the healing power of the Savior Jesus Christ, the hope to the world that only the Savior can bring, and uh, the politics of the day. And on one hand, would love just to celebrate Christmas and not discuss the political issues that seem to be so negative and discouraging. Uh, the problem is, if we ignore it, ladies and gentlemen, the communists, the godless, do not believe in taking a break. They believe in stealing power whenever they can get it. We go back to 1913, where they literally created the fake Federal Reserve and have abused us financially for well over 100 years, and it's about to go on steroids this Christmas. Sadly, we'll get into that as the broadcast unfolds. A quick recap of Saturday's show I had on our buddy Eldon Stahl. He's the field coordinator in my area for the John Burt Society. John Burt Society, less government, more responsibility, and with God's help, a better world. JBS.org to learn more. And we talked about you want to fly? 
proof of vaccination, please. They're literally ratcheting this propaganda up beyond imagination. We'll get into that as the broadcast unfolds. Health experts now say the coronavirus will become endemic. What does that mean? Meaning it will permanently exist in our population. Yeah, they're talking about new strains this very second. It's time that policymakers own up to an inconvenient truth, ladies and gentlemen. That is, their policies cannot save lives. They can only trade lives. F-E-E with those details. Not over, ladies and gentlemen. What Trump and grassroots conservatives can do now? What can we do to deal with the election and the results? In light of vote fraud, it would be great folly to think we should have a constitutional convention at the federal level, or at all for that matter. In 2021, the John Birch Society needs to push to get us out of the United Nations. Amen to that. We also talked about the fact that omnibus spending bills are nothing but a lump of coal in your, well, it's beyond your stocking, ladies and gentlemen. It's to permeate your economic reality for decades to come. Sad to say, but true. And they're going to give you this lump of coal for Christmas, and they're going to dress it up. Oh, boy. Pig with lipstick going on, to say the least. That was hour one with Eldon. Hour two, we talked about mass exodus from government schools accelerate. We talked about the Alex Newman report a little bit. We talked about what is the Freedom Project Academy, FPEUSA.org. That stands for Freedom Project Education. FPEUSA.org, a great educational opportunity. We also talked about uh, the Freedom Project Academy is committed to changing culture and restoring the nation through classical education, as well as teaching Judeo-Christian values. We also talked about the Freedom Project Academy offers a fully accredited, listen up, Common Core vacant Common Core free, folks, education for kindergarten through high school. Inexpensive, but great news. And we compared that to the collegiate student debt going up all the time at an average of $29,200, according to USA Today. Virginia, believe it or not, highest government paid employees in the state, higher education. Sal Khan, personalized learning with the Khan Academy. Yeah, we talked about uh, how a Khan Academy is free, changing education. Inexpensive and free options are really remaking the educational arena. Thank heavens for that. We talked about a Texas high school opens a grocery store for students and their families and accepts good deeds as payments. Kind of an interesting tidbit. We finished up by talking about a boy eight years old over and over and over grilled by the government school. Yeah, they keep detaining him and asking him, Do you, 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 are you a girl? You, you, you think you're a girl. You're kind of feminist. You, you like dresses, don't you? Going on and on and on and on. Parents finally get sick of it and sue. That's what you got in the government cesspools these days. But what do you expect from the 10th plank of the Communist Manifesto, huh, folks? All right. That's a recap of Saturday's broadcast. Still available online. LovingLiberty.net, LibertyRoundTable.com. Spread the word. Tell your neighbor, would you please? Without further ado, the good doctors in the house, Dr. Scott Bradley with me. Welcome to Liberty Roundtable Live, sir. Hope you had a delightful God family country-filled weekend. 
Well, we could talk about that a great length. Uh, we got to move ahead on this uh, commemoration of our Savior's birth. Isn't today the first day of winter? You know, the uh, 21st, isn't that usually how they consider that? And uh, Yes, sir. So we're, mo- we're moving into the season, uh, and uh, we ought to be focused really on on the hope and the joy and everything that the Savior brings instead of the, I don't know, the cesspool, as we call it, the death spiral. Um, but you're right, there is no there is no quarter given by the bad guys. They don't have a god to worship except for perhaps a satanic origin god that uh, seeks to overthrow the freedom of all lands. But uh, it's uh, well underway this year, I'm here to tell you. And, Sometimes uh, it's, it's money. Sometimes it's money, sometimes it's uh, power, sometimes it's sex, but it's never the true God, sir. No, you're right. In fact, we do worship so many false gods today, and most of them right now are politicians, scientists, physicians, and uh, perhaps economic uh, power and wealth. I don't know. I mean, that's just a, that's just a uh, probably a very brief short list of them, but, but man, they're sure apparent today. Well, and I think the God of distraction... Uh, is one of them for sure. You know, it doesn't matter what they get us focused on. As long as they can take us away from the peace that only the true God provides, they feel satisfied as they spiral into confusion and anger and uh, vitriol and hatred and misdirection and and, and confusion. And uh, they love that kind of stuff. And I find it fascinating how focused even good people, well-meaning people are on it. They've drink. The distraction cup, sir. It is true, and and uh, you know brings to mind uh, the screw tape letters that uh, were written so many decades ago. But uh, I think apply very definitely here, and that's one of the the uh, pieces of advice that was given in that to the diabolical effort to tempt mankind away from the right path, and it had to do with a lot of distractions. Uh, you might go back and review that again. By the way, as good as as that little book is that you can read in such a short period of time, I think one that's probably an order of magnitude better is The Great Divorce. I mean, I am just, if you haven't, and most have never heard of it, but um, but it truly captures uh, not only the diversionary uh, issues of, of things that keep us out of heaven, but how we kind of we, we kind of choose to hang on to the things that keep us in hell, and all we've got to do is let go of them, and, and we're able to move forward with great leaps and bounds into a glorious kingdom. But, you know, some of those some of those old classical pieces of literature, uh, I think they might be a good gift even to give some people at Christmas time. I don't know. Well, and I'll tell you one I used to give all the time. I, I haven't done it lately, but I used to put it in my Christmas cards. It's a little book by James Clavell called The Christmas Story. And, uh, excuse me, the children's story. I'm sorry, i got Christmas on my mind. And I'm here to tell you, it's a diabolical expose of the education system. It really is amazing. It'll fit in a Christmas card. It's a good one to give. Hang tight, ladies and gentlemen. Dr. Scott Bradley with us. His goal to preserve the nation and thank heavens for that. His website, freedomsrisingsun.com. Yours truly on your radio. We are celebrating Christmas, but we better stand for the liberty Christ provides or we'll lose it all, baby. 
Foundation for Moral Law is a nonprofit legal foundation committed to protecting our unalienable right to publicly acknowledge God. The Foundation for Moral Law exists to restore the knowledge of God in law and government and to acknowledge and defend the truth that man is endowed with rights not by our fellow man, but by God. The Foundation maintains a twofold focus. First, litigation within state and federal courts. Second, education conducting seminars to teach the necessity and importance of acknowledging God in law and government. How can you help? Please make a tax-deductible contribution, allowing Foundation attorneys to continue the fight. You may also purchase various Foundation products as well at morallaw.org. Located in Montgomery, Alabama, the Foundation for Moral Law is a nonprofit, tax-exempt 501c3, founded by Judge Roy Moore. Please partner with us to achieve this important mission, morallaw.org. I'm Patty, wife of former Congressman Steve Stockman. In Congress, Steve sought impeachment of Eric Holder for his corruption of the Justice Department and his fast and furious gun running that caused border agent Brian Talley's death. Steve called for arrest of Lois Lerner for her contempt of Congress as it investigated her targeting of conservative nonprofit groups. After four years, four grand juries, and millions of tax dollars, Steve Stockman is in prison. His case involved four checks to nonprofits. DOJ has one standard for Hillary Clinton, but another for folks like President Trump and my husband. We've spent all our savings, all Steve's retirement, and much of mine. Steve Stockman has fought for you and America. Won't you join me now to fight for Steve? To help, text FIGHT to 444-999. Text F-I-G-H-T to 444-999 or go to defendapatriot.com. DefendAPatriot.com listening to Liberty Roundtable Live, ladies and gentlemen. It is the Christmas season, and you know what? We can talk about politics all day, and we need to because we need to be involved in protecting the sacred cause of religious liberty. There's no doubt about it. If we don't protect it, we will lose it, folks. Don't take it for granted, and don't think for one second that you can ignore it and expect it to stay intact. We have the greatest country on the face of the earth. I get it, but it takes work. It takes sacrifice. It takes love to conquer hate and more. And we call on you, my fellow Christian patriots, to defend the truth like no other. Right before the pause, Dr. Scott Bradley was mentioning the Christmas, or I'm sorry, the children's story, James Clavel. Uh, and it's about education. Uh, doctor, you want to uh, elaborate a little bit? Well, you know, uh, it's interesting. In the break, I, I uh, found my uh, my. my closest copy to me in in my bookshelf here in back of me and it's just a little tiny book it takes 20 minutes to read outside i can't tell you how read out loud I've, i can't tell you how many times i've read it out loud to groups that i had more time to talk with and in it it's a, a situation in a, a second grade classroom where the united states has been captured by a foreign power 
and they, this little second-grade classroom is going to have a new teacher from one of them, one of those that had conquered the nation. And, and it talks about the trepidation that uh, uh, you know, precedes all of that coming up. But what comes into the room is a very attractive, sweet-looking young woman, speaks without a trace of an accent, and she, in 20 minutes, unseats everything, every belief of God, family, and country that had been instilled in these little children up to their second grade. And, uh, and it is just diabolical how it is done. But it's interesting to me that the United States has done it without being captured by a foreign power. Well, it's foreign to what America was originally, but it, it hasn't been from an army from overseas. We've allowed humanists and uh, false philosophers to take and capture our education system. And what it came from was when Clavel, his, his little daughter, came home one day, and she rattled off the Pledge of Allegiance, you know how everybody does in a rapid, rapid fire, and she held out her hand and asked for her a dime, I think it was, that uh, the teacher said her dad would give her if she could say it. And he says, well, what does it mean? And she didn't have any idea. She didn't have any idea. It was, it was words. That's all it was. And this idea, you know, I'm proud to be an American because at least I know I'm free, they're words. Americans don't seem to have the slightest clue what anything Americanist is. I mean, most, it's a, I mean, I don't know if I can say most, I, don't, I haven't run a survey, but a great many Americans cannot tell the difference between the Declaration of Independence and uh, the Constitution. And uh, can't the words, tell the difference between the Declaration of Independence, the Constitution on one hand, and the Communist Godless Manifesto on the other hand either, sir. Well, indeed. In fact, uh, from each according to his ability to each according to his needs is not an Americanist philosophy. It's a, it's a Marxist philosophy, and, and Americans are taught, well, they're taught these, these diabolical things of Darwinism and Freudism and Marxism and Keynesianism. And, I mean, all of these isms were, um, and, and John Dewey brought them all together and put them into the American school system as the uh, modern American educator. Uh, I mean, he's, he's, and on the heels the of that, on the heels of that, they added Alfred Kinsey's doctrines of of sexual perversions to top it off. And indeed, that was one of the most diabolical entrees into the uh, American psyche. Um, this man was a pedophile to the core. He was given great credence by the establishment. He was a, a professor, I believe, of anthropology. I can't remember. Maybe it was zoology. I mean, it was something very foreign to what you would think would have been his, you know, forte for, for educating Americans. But, but his uh, writings on human sexuality were based upon perverse reviews. And he and his colleagues uh, sexually abused children and, uh, and wrote of these things as though they were normal. I mean, this whole thing has been diabolical. Then you have people that come not, into Not the, only the normal, but desirable. Not, not only normal as, hey, you know what, this is a, a viewpoint you didn't really understand. Please accept this as a... As a possibility, it's the preferred promoted agenda, uh, putting God view uh, of one man, one woman, sexual relationships ordained of God by legal and lawful marriage uh, ideas. Uh, it, it turns that on its head and rejects that, forces that to the back seat while it promotes these perversions as more enlightened. Well, they they do indeed, and in fact, uh, you know, it's like the cosmopolitan view. This is this is what the more sophisticated people are like. You know, you country bumpkins don't have a, any clue about this, but but then you can bring in the the cultural icons like uh, um, 
what's the guy that did Playboy? I, I you know, his name eludes me at this point. Hugh Hefner. Hugh Hefner. Oh my heavens! And and uh, some of those others that uh, they they. That, you know, of course, everybody just bought the magazine for the intellectual uh, writing in it, right? I mean, it's it's so amazing to me. <laughs> but in in just in my lifetime, all of these things occurred in my lifetime up to this point, and I ain't done yet. But the fact of the matter is, they became so mainstreamed into things that uh, everybody and their dog is subscribed to them, and and I think there's a lot of Splaining to do, as they say, <laughs> there's a lot of splaining to do before God when these people stand there uh, before the bar of God and His justice. To how they have they have destroyed the very most sacred relationships in in all eternity, and you know God, family, and country has been put on the altar and sacrificed. And you know you look in the Book of Revelation, chapter six, verses uh, nine through eleven, and you hear you know about the blood of those that were sacrificed. You know, it doesn't mean everybody had to be put to death. I mean, these things were killed by uh, a philosophical shift of, of huge magnitudes. Uh, it was, you know, plate tectonics with earthquakes. Um, and, and it's interesting, uh, my wife and I often talk about how, you know, we we kind of grew up in the leave it to beaver, father knows best, uh, Ozzy and Harriet, you know, kind of world. And uh, in the 60s, it's like the the, the rails, the, they, they split, they went off a cliff, the train went off the rails, whatever you want to talk about it. It was almost in one summer, things unraveled. And, um, and, and it, it, it was manifested in so many, you know, dress uh, codes, for example, in school. I remember when I was a kid, uh, some of the worst things that ever happened was chewing gum in school or, or uh, running in the halls or having your shirt tail out. I mean, it's like, how naive, how innocent we were in those days. Uh, but but they went off the rails into drug, sex, and rock and roll. And, and uh, it's, it's just appalling to think how that happened in such a short period of time. But yet we're still there, and we're like the frog in the water. Well, I would submit to you that the underpinnings, though, preceded that. A lot of people believe the American Revolution. Hey, you know what? In 1776, the the upstart rebels or the, you know, whatever, just decided to go ahead and take on the biggest army in the world. And, hey, they beat them. And, man, you know, that thing started and ended really quick. What people don't understand is it was it was a whole generation in the making in terms of the teaching people about the principles of liberty, the sacred viewpoints of religion that were being uh, obliterated by uh, George, miles and miles and miles away, the uh, literal uh, agency that was uh, under attack. And, and what I mean is uh, it culminated in maybe a, a, a few short years to some degree uh, on the stage of, quote, revolution or discussion, uh, but it was in the making for decades prior. And I submit a similar reality uh, in taking over the minds and hearts of the American people from a moral position, from a de Tocqueville's idea that says, hey, the people are... America is great because the people are good, meaning immoral people, uh, to becoming an immoral people. That did not happen overnight, nor did the American Revolution. People need to understand this. It, you don't wrap it up in a 30-minute TV show, sir. That's not how it really well, is. You're absolutely correct. And and we uh, we have, well, uh, I have a letter uh, from uh, John Adams and Thomas Jefferson as they reconciled. They had some magnificent correspondence. I recommend to all to read all of their correspondence, insights into some of the most brilliant minds, most wonderful men of that era, uh, as you read these things. But 
Uh, in that, Adams talks about, in this one letter, talks about, he was asked to write about the revolution, and he says, you know, the revolution, the war itself was a, was basically a symptom of a revolution. The revolution in his mind, and I believe with you that it started much earlier, but he said the real revolution in America started in 1760 and lasted for 15 years until 1775, before even a drop of blood was spilled at Lexington or Concord. Because during that period of time, the Americans, the American psyche was focused on liberty, and they came to decide to die for it. Now, we can go back to Montesquieu and Blackstone and some of those before and talk about it, but I guess we got to take a little but break But there's a reason now. that I bring it up today, because I believe we're in another cultural shift that's in the making, and you won't see the realities of that for several more years in its open rebellion situation. We'll talk about that and what we can do to remedy it in seconds on your radio. Proclaiming liberty across the land. You're listening to Liberty News Radio. USA Radio News with Lance Pride. Congress reached a deal Sunday on a roughly $900 billion coronavirus relief package, including a new round of $600 stimulus checks for most Americans. The pack will include temporary supplemental payments of $300 weekly for those on unemployment, plus direct $600 stimulus checks to Americans with yearly incomes of up to $75,000. Both chambers of Congress are expected to vote on the package today. The U.S. Army confirmed on Sunday the death of Corporal Hayden Harris. The 20-year-old soldier went missing from Fort Drum in upstate New York last week, noting that foul play is suspected. It's being reported Harris's body was found in a remote part of northern New Jersey and that local authorities said a fellow soldier was arrested in connection with his death. NASA astronaut Mike Hopkins was sworn in as the newest member of the U.S. Space Force Friday from his post on board the International Space Station. Hopkins is the first NASA astronaut to serve in Space Force. This is USA Radio News. Newsmax TV. Everyone is watching it now. President Trump says he loves it. And more than 30 million Americans tune into Newsmax TV. With great shows and analysts like Dick Morris, Rudy Giuliani, Michelle Malkin, Diamond and Silk, Mike Huckabee, Alan Dershowitz, and a lot more. Every night you can watch Newsmax's number one show, Greg Kelly Reports. Greg Kelly and Newsmax are unafraid to tell the truth about the election, how big tech is censoring you, and Joe Biden's dangerous plans. You need to watch Newsmax TV. Get Newsmax on all major cable systems or check your guide. If you don't get Newsmax, call your cable operator. Tell them you want Newsmax. And remember, Newsmax is free on Roku, YouTube, Apple TV, Zumo, TiVo Plus, Pluto, Chromecast, and most smart TVs like Samsung and LG. And don't forget to download the free Newsmax TV app. All other cable news channels ask you to pay, but Newsmax's app is free. So start watching anytime, anywhere in the world. The restaurant industry has been one of the hardest hit in this COVID-19 world. USA Radio News' Jeremy Scott takes a look. In a survey of 6,000 restaurants and 250 businesses who serve the supply chain in late November, the National Restaurant Association Research Group found 87% of full-service restaurants saw a 36% drop in sales during the pandemic. Nearly as many expect it will get even worse in the first quarter of 2021. Jeff Katz, GM and partner at Crown Shy Restaurant in New York City, tells CBSN. The reality is that there's not that many places holding up. And we're, we're estimating that we're going to lose about half of the restaurants uh, in New York City over the course of the next six months. And we've already lost uh, almost 200,000 jobs. So 
It's really not so much uh, how to get through it. It's just how, how are we going to bring it back up that I think is the, is the question. The association estimates that more than 110,000 establishments have closed permanently or temporarily nationwide as of the 1st of December. From the USA Radio News Oregon Bureau, I'm Jeremy Scott. gentlemen one of the greatest fallacies in my opinion is when you talk about cheerful things or positive things uh, that what you got to do is talk about sports or uh, entertainment or whatever you want to mention that makes you feel good and makes you feel uh, and leave out the principles of liberty okay they talk about politics I don't think there are political issues now, that's just a way they make you divide and not want to talk about it. All issues are moral issues, ladies and gentlemen. There are no political issues. And when you look at it that way, you jettison the left-right, the whatever matrix that divides people. There's either moral or immoral discussions uh, about realities that you find. And if you jettison the cause of liberty, politics, marriage, babies, whatever you want to, okay, and you leave all that off the table. They've managed to make us all inert. They've managed to shut us all down. They've managed to make sure that we don't discuss anything that could be saving uh, in nature. Oh, don't talk about religion or politics there now. Don't. And, and that way they strip us of everything we hold dear. We cannot let it happen, ladies and gentlemen. And so I believe that, as I mentioned in the revolution, it wasn't just the open uh, fighting time we need to understand it was happening years, years, years before that. And I submit to you that we are in a situation right now where uh, we're in those years before the open rebellion occurs. And I wish it was not so. But I predict that it is so. And if you want to read the story, the children's story, James Clavell, you'll begin to understand the takeover may not be an overnight discussion as the book kind of highlights where you wake up one morning and here it is. Uh, but you will wake up years later and find yourself um, in a situation that may be almost impossible to reverse because of the inaction uh, that we took before. And so uh, I want to bring this up in, in, a, in a reality situation. Let me give you some examples to make the point. Headline says Donald Trump to appoint Sidney Powell as special counsel and vote fraud. It's a question. Will he do it? They say there was a meeting that took place on Friday. Others are denying it. Some say it's true. The president reportedly suggests naming Legal powerhouse, writes Joe Kovacs, meaning Sidney Powell. You look at that and you go, what? Then Michael Flynn spoke of using the military to oversee a new election, and he encouraged President Donald J. Trump to use martial law. Now, the New York Times also highlighted that Trump asked about that idea during the meeting at the White House. Now, my pillow CEO Mike Lindell spoke of martial law in a now since deleted tweet. That's according to Newsweek. And you can say, Sam, you're quoting all the liberal sources. 
Uh-huh. Now, Trump denies speculation that he will declare martial law to hold another election, writes Jack Davis, Western Journal. Trump, quote, tweets, martial law equals fake news. Just more knowingly bad reporting, writes the president. Now, I bring all this up, though, because the idea that people are even openly talking about martial law, openly talking about using the military to deal with elections in America. Uh, President Trump says it's baloney. But you know what? A meeting did or did not take place last Friday. Uh, It's either been openly discussed or it's not. Now, Trump may not be considering it, but it may have been discussed. The problem is you can't trust anybody, really, as far as I can see, uh, to tell you the truth, Uh, Dr. Bradley. You bring this up and they say, oh, that's just liberal propaganda. Uh, But yet you don't bring it up and you're missing it. Did it really happen? Are they real discussions? Are people really thinking this is a solution, Uh, et cetera? And I fear for our nation more right now because you can't even get a handle on who really did and said what than I am in terms of it actually happening, although the the discussions of it openly happening are concerning enough. Your thoughts? Well, there's so much to speak about on this. Um, I would uh, I would ask your listeners to give consideration to the concept of if this had been mentioned back in the 2016 election uh, with Obama implementing an, a military takeover, uh, they would have been not only appalled, shocked, and chagrined, they would have been up in arms. And uh, and I assure you that anything that happens that uh, is outside the bounds that was established by the, the limits and bounds of the United States Constitution is going to be repeated and repeated, you know, repeated and repeated. And it will never be diminished once we've let the Pandora out of the box or whatever you want to call it, it's it's simply going to be a a uh, kind of a, a cyclical thing that, that will ultimately bring the empire, if you will, the republic, if you will, uh, to its knees and destroy it. So it, those that are gleefully hoping for some kind of, uh, you know, military takeover in order to keep Trump in power are simply sowing more seeds uh, that will destroy the nation. I mean, every single thing that we have seen where there has been a variance from proper principle has ultimately resulted in the destruction of our liberty in some manner or another. (laughs) Excuse me, there's there's just an appalling stream and and string of uh, events that we could point to, and... Uh, and if people are talking about it, and, and if it does get carried out, we, I, I don't think we'll ever recover. It, it will take, ultimately, a reestablishment of the nation. That's how far down I believe it'll happen. So uh, uh, the fall will be precipitous, and it'll be a free fall, and, and uh, continue and continue. So we've got, to, we've got to return to the original foundation. There is a, a pathway to do the right thing, and if you do the right, right wrong thing with the idea of doing the right thing, and, and George Washington spoke of this in his farewell address, it'll ultimately lead to the destruction of the nation. And I guess that's the briefest of commentary we could give on that, because there's much at stake, and uh, it's more than just you know a wave of the magic wand and sending the troops into the street. This, but this I, will but I, mentioned, I mentioned this is a long-term discussion. 
And just like the revolution, just like, you know, good or bad, the seeds are sown for these things. And so we might have the mainstream press talking about martial law, open rebellion, uh, you know, catapulting to the military discussion on this thing. And it may not be used now. Trump might say that's fake news and it's bogus. And he may be telling the truth. But what happens is now later, uh, election cycle one, two, three, four, five, I don't know, whatever down the road, um, eventually uh, when somebody loses that doesn't like it, they'll bring that out. And eventually uh, these whisperings, if you will, become real. Okay, so Trump may not uh, do this. He may just go away peacefully and everything else. Time will tell. Uh, but you know what? Eventually, though, they're going to trot this out. <laughs> the election fraud in 2016 was like, oh, the liberals are hanging their heads, they're chagrined, they're beside themselves, they can't believe it. They're locking themselves in their basements, and they're eating too many ding-dongs, and they're, man, it's horrible. Now, this election cycle, they're going, yeah, you know, martial law might be used by, um, but what it is is classic projection. You might have the liberals uh, who really want this, projecting this onto Trump. Trump fires back and says fake news, but then later, you know what? They may use it, and or if President Trump does get the courts to see it his way or does get the Congress coming up on January the 6th to see things his way does bust open the vote fraud scenario and does retain power. Then all the gloves are off and they'll try to use the military to create a coup uh, at some point. And so this, this whisper is not something that you can ignore. And anybody who speaks out about some of these things, whether it's vaccinations whether it's the election, which are almost really the only top two discussions being had now. Now the New York Times writing a piece saying defamation suits could sink right-wing media. And they go on now with a big discussion about this, Dr. Bradley, to where, you know what, Fox and uh, Chris Ruddy and those guys at Newsmax and own news and some of these people are starting to back off and say, uh, I guess we're not going to talk about it anymore. And so when we uh, threaten the military, no matter where it comes from, whether it's fake news or not, and when we literally then start to say we'll sue uh, a defamation lawsuit against anybody who tries to ferret out the truth in this thing, or you know whether it be the military, the vaccines, anything else, you're going to see a chilling change in America. They are realigning the affairs of the nation. And I'm telling you, you'll wake up on the other side and go, how did this happen? Doctor? Well, you know, Joseph Goebbels, the Nazi, Nazi propaganda minister. Well, sounds like we got to take break, a break for crying out loud. Give us a teaser for the next segment, sir. Well, uh, you tell a lie big enough and long enough, it becomes truth. And that's where the, all these seeds are being sown. You know, and I think we're finding that today. And the truth seekers for real are being mocked and shut down and lawsuits threatened and their money, uh, their funding challenged, and it goes on and on and on and on. You wait, though. They're sowing the seeds now. Wait till you got a full crop. Now, Mr. and Mrs. Uh, Sir Galahad, what seems to be the problem? Well, it's just not working. She's been very unrealistic. Really? Ever since he rescued me from the dragon, we've been drifting apart. That's not true. We were supposed to live happily ever after. Well, this isn't a fairy tale. <laughs> At first, he was gallant and chivalrous, opening doors for me, holding my chair, taking my arm. All right, I'm not as young as I used to be. He simply isn't the man who swept me off my feet. Well, you're not as young as you used to be. Oh! <laughs> 
Mr. Sir Galahad, maybe if you started by just holding Mrs. Sir Galahad's hand when you're together. Really? Yes, try it. Okay. All right, go on, take her hand. Careful, little oil. Marriage. You're never too far apart when you're still holding hands. From your neighbors, the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. Now, look into each other's eyes. That's right. Raise your visor. Oh, the blue dick. <laughs> For more tips on strengthening your marriage, visit family.mormon.org. Can a nation conceived in liberty carry its head high if it denies protection to the youngest and most vulnerable of its citizens? Can a country founded on God-given rights continue to thrive without understanding that life is a precious gift from our Creator? As a physician, I have looked into the eyes of one-pound babies. I have cradled their small bodies in the palm of one hand. I defy those who are careless who would disregard life and look at these tiny little miracles and say, we're not going to protect that. But I believe there will come a time when we are all judged on whether or not we took a stand in defense of all life from the moment of conception until our last natural breath. One thing I promise you, I will always take a stand for life. God rest ye merry gentlemen, let nothing you dismay. Remember Christ our Savior was born on Christmas Day. To save us all from Satan's power when we were gone astray. Oh, tidings of comfort and joy, comfort and joy. Oh, tidings of comfort and joy. From God our Heavenly Father. Blessed angel came, and unto certain shepherds brought tidings of the same. How that in Bethlehem was born the Son of God by name. Oh, tidings of God. Liberty Roundtable Live, ladies and gentlemen. Even on the break, we're promoting traditional marriage. God ordained marriage, and we're promoting pro-life. So you got to like that. Look, this battle is real. And I know folks want us just to, you know, spend time on Christmas and you know, just be uh, happy and cheerful all the time. And I believe in being of good cheer. But I don't believe being of good cheer is to deny the perilous times that we're in. Okay, I believe it's to understand where we are and then to cheerfully go about making a difference, okay? And so right before the pause, Dr. Scott Bradley with me was mentioning that, hey, you know what? The Nazi czar of yesteryear, Dr., well, he said, if you tell a lie big enough and keep repeating it, people will eventually come to believe it. That's just the way it is. And you've got the New York Times, for example, is one of the great promoters. And I, I look in our local news here. I mean, the, probably the major news media in, in the state of Utah is probably one of the greatest promoters of falsehood. They tell the lie, and they tell the lie, and they tell the lie, and they tell the lie. They have not just a narrative. They have a script. And it's interesting if you if you resist that script. Oh, you're a conspiracy theorist. How you know they they discount you completely. But what's really interesting, I've come to start calling truth, calling conspiracy theorists truth seekers, and and the, the idea that if we can get that kind of dug into people's minds, that you don't have to accept every piece of drivel that comes out of the mouth of these major media sources. You need to, uh, I, <laughs> I've got a kind of an aphorism, distrust until verified. 
But that's what most people have, have kind of strayed from. And so uh, I think that we ought to promote the idea of truth seekers rather than oh, this discounting term called conspiracy theorists. But you see them planted in some of the big, you know, the, the widespread uh, propaganda machines that are out there, just like was said by the Nazi war machine, tell it big enough and keep repeating it. People will come to believe it. And, uh, and so I think that's kind of what's happening right now. Now, with this martial law discussion, they're sowing the seeds for eventually, you know, literally pushing towards an, an idea like that. They're also pushing towards the idea that all we got to do is secede from the union. Okay. Or they're pushing the idea that, oh, all you got to have is an Article 5 convention. Every choice is being peddled and promoted and heavily marketed, except for the choice that says, hey, we got a supreme law with appropriate checks and balances. Why don't we use it effectively to restore the republic and the traditions of our founding fathers? Oh, because the founding fathers were slave owners. They were evil. They were perverts. They had sex with slaves. They, and we derive the, uh, their images and who they really are to the point of obliteration. And then we want to come up with some new fain, fancy fangled idea to solve the crisis of the day. And the only way to solve it is to go back to God, family, and country, to go back to the principles that our founding fathers put in place with its checks and balances, not to seek for power, but to pull it down, and then to really create strong families. In those strong families, society will mirror that reality, uh, and it only happens with God-ordained marriages. Okay, we cannot back away from these things and pretend it's going to be all right. We cannot let them sow the seeds for these problematic uh, viewpoints uh, and let them go unchecked, because if we do tomorrow, the harvest will be brutal, Dr. You know, the, uh, there are so many false solutions that are, that are thrown into the, the mix. And then the, there's never the right solution that's there. You know, we talk about going back to the basics, going back to the foundation, and let's just use government for a second. Everybody, not everybody and their dog, certainly not you and me and many others that we know, but they want to do, oh, an Article 5 convention, we've got to go out and change the Constitution. And, and, and George Washington said, no, if it's wrong, change it by that methodology. He didn't say if it's right or being abused or ignored or anything like that. He said if it's wrong. But here's the deal. Why don't we use Article 6? Nobody's ever talking about Article 6. Article 6 is the oath of office. If we could just get those people that, that took the oath of office to actually read the document and then uphold it, holy cow, it'd be, uh, it'd be a rolling back. I look at, for example, in the last four years, it's been just under $2 trillion a year. It's about $1.9 trillion a year, on average, has been added to our national debt. It was just barely under $20 trillion four years ago at this time. Now it's over $27.5 trillion. But we're not and, even and, close to done. We're about to embark on one of the biggest spends the world has ever known. We'll get to that next hour. Go ahead, sir. Absolutely. And that's the problem is we keep looking for the wrong solutions and we keep, I keep praying for a restoration and a renewal and an awakening and all those kinds of things. But everybody, New York Times, let's take and let's look at KSL in, in Salt Lake City or any of these big media outlets, they only propose, promote the idea of false solutions and they give them this narrative that the Nazis used big enough Keep repeating it, it'll come to be believed. And what we really need to do is do a restoration to the original intent. And that original, I, I use government as an example, but you're absolutely right. You look at the, uh, you know, man and woman made for each other. They can't be different. They can't be different in the sense that they can't be apart. They can't 
I mean, with one without the other is not complete. Parents and children, the idea of a belief and the worshiping of God, there's keeping of the baseline principles. Look at the Ten Commandments for crying out loud. You know, they're, they're not even ten suggestions anymore. They're not even on the narrative, you know. And, and so basically what we're doing is we're promoting the falsehood exclusively without a, a concept of the simple solutions that are there, and we can make this work because, well, they just don't—look at Alfred Kinsey, for example. When he bought out his human sexuality stuff, it was on the fringe, the narrative kind of thing, but they keep playing it up. I mean, your health classes in high school— you know, promoted the idea. The, the stuff nowadays, I mean, they can't even tell if you're a boy or a girl. We've got legislators that are trying to say, oh my goodness, we ought to be able to let people go back and change their birth certificate legally, so now they're a woman or a man instead of a, you know. Anyway, this is just absolutely bunk. And and we continue to put fools like this in a position to to, you know, basically destroy our society. And people continue to read and hear and listen. I mean, they embrace the false narrative. And if you say anything different, oh, you're a conspiracy theorist. No, I'm a truth seeker. I want, I seek the truth. It's like that, I tell you all the time. There's one straight course, that is to seek truth and pursue it steadily. That's what George Washington said. That is a narrative that I continue to seek and, and stick to. And and it's it's like Patrick Henry says, I'll know the truth no matter how it is, how bad it is. I am willing to hear it so I can I can seek it and obtain it and make adjustments as needed. These people in those beginning days were not afraid of the truth. And today we seem to be completely oh that oh these guys have got a, a narrative, these guys have got a solution. And no, none of them, not one of them is a valid solution. It's taking us away from the foundation. We've got to restore, renew, and re-embrace the foundation to the point that we can, again, be able to have the greatest, freest, strongest, most happy, most prosperous, most respected nation on earth. And by golly, that's the, the origins of that was God. And uh, we can talk about that at some length, about how the founders got their ideas. They just didn't look at uh, Jean-Jacques Rousseau. Well, they, they, they looked at him and found out that he was bunk. All right, so Alfred Kinsey was born in 1894, died in 1956. He was an American zoologist. You're correct on this reality check. And he developed what's called the Kinsey scale after several studies. And Alfred Kinsey, they say he discovered. So they make you believe that this existed. He just discovered it. That's not right. He says sexual orientation is more of a continuum. So he developed what he calls the Kinsey scale. Zero represents exclusive patterns of heterosexual behavior and attraction. Six on the scale represents an exclusive pattern of homosexual behavior and attraction. You are in the middle. Where are you is kind of the discussion point. Okay, we've been living with this propaganda for a long time now. If he died in 19, or, yeah, 1956... Uh, what, we've been living with it for 70 years? Okay. Um, they say he was a journalist, he was a biologist, anthropologist, zoologist. He was a perverted fraud is what he really was. Okay, but He was a perverted fraud. But you've got in Utah a group called Wasatch Family Therapy that's literally, you know, talking about this, uh, 
this is what they promote. They say, I'm on the list. Are you? You're on the continuum, right? No, doctor there. And what they want you to believe is that you could just merge faith and self into this lie. Okay. And you could say, well, I don't believe that, Sam. That's just crazy talk. But you know what? That's what your government schools, that's what your 10th plank of the communist manifesto systems are teaching our children. They may not be doing it as blatantly as in your face, but it's there. Right? That's what they're promoting. That's what they're doing. Well, That's been me, the accepted me... doctrine of our society now. And I'm telling you right now that it's going to come home to roost. So first they're saying, hey, you know, right-wing folks are going to be sued uh, for talking about um, vaccines in the wrong way. Defamation suits could sink right-wing media, New York Times. What's going to happen after that? Where are we going with this if, if you and I continue to tell the truth, doctor, and they don't like it? Where are they going next? Well, I don't know, but we got to stick. We got to continue to do it. Let me just read you something Absolutely. out of this 1973 Humanist Manifesto, which is the de facto lesson plan for the U.S. education system and the public education system. If you carefully read these, you'll see these integrated in every aspect of our education system. Here's the quote: In the area now, this is after Alfred Kinsey. And, and so this is 73 when they wrote this, but, but they had been seeking to pervert it. And, and, of course, I've got some things I'd like to talk about about how Darwin fits in this. But here's what they said in 1973. In the area of sexuality, we believe the, that intolerant attitudes, often cultivated by orthodox religions and puritanical cultures, unduly repress sexual conduct. The right to birth control, abortion, divorce should be recognized. Neither do we wish to prohibit by law or social sanctions, sexual behavior between consenting adults. The many varieties of sexual exploration should not in themselves be considered evil. A society, civilized society should be a tolerant one. Individuals should be permitted to express their sexual proclivities and pursue their lifestyles as they desire. Moral education for children and adults is an important way of developing awareness and sexual maturity. Now, of course, their moral education has this Alfred Kinsey spin on it and and that's just the way that's our public education system and we can't think about this the death spiral we have been in since this came out is absolutely diabolical it's just weird and it sounds like we've got to take another break for well ladies oh, and no, gentlemen top of the hour time flies when you're having fun hour one in the can hour two coming up we'll uh talk about this same theme a little bit but i'm going to dovetail it into what's happening now with our financial and with our vaccination programs, because they're following the same pattern of destructional success that they did with the education and the sex movements. Now they're moving to vaccines and money, but they're peddling the same porn, making you believe that it's going to be good for you. They're calling good evil and evil good, ladies and gentlemen. We're truth tellers, and now they want to threaten us with defamation lawsuits, huh? God save the republic. Atop the Rocky Mountains, the crossroads of the West. West. You are listening to the Liberty Roundtable Radio Talk radio Show. Talk Show. And this is indeed Liberty Roundtable Live for December twenty-first. 
in the year of our Lord, 2020. This is our two of two, ladies and gentlemen. All right, you are listening to Liberty Roundtable Live, ladies and gentlemen, Sam Bushman, Dr. Scott Bradley with me. Hard-hitting talk radio at your fingertips. You know, we believe in Christmas, no doubt. We believe in the Savior Jesus Christ as the solutions for the problems we face. There's no question about it. But we also know that we cannot ignore these uh, topics. Um, The seeds are being sown for the American destruction, ladies and gentlemen. And you may not be aware of it. You may not realize it. You're told not to talk about religion and politics. All will go well in your life. But I submit to you within that vacuum, there are those who seek power and who will destroy you with that power if we step back and let them. At the core is our agency, our freedom to choose. And I don't mean the lie about free choice, pro-choice to murder babies. I'm talking about the choice to promote God, family, and country in the traditions of our founding fathers. And last hour, we talked about this uh, situation of defamation lawsuits could sink right-wing media. And uh, you know what? They're promoting all the wrong ways to go about solutions. They're promoting martial law. They're promoting, um, you know, uh, secession. Uh, They're promoting military uh, overuse or use uh, within the populace. Uh, They're talking about uh, Article 5 secessions, conventions, whatever you want to say. They're talking about all kinds of wrongheaded solutions. What about demanding that those who serve us, those who uh, are delegated to serve us under the consent of the governed, why don't we have them keep their oaths of office? Why don't we use impeachment and recalls and everything else to bring about uh, a change to those who will keep their oaths of office? You know, there's a lot of peaceful ways we could be spending our time, but sadly, very few people are pointing to them. And we talked about the revolution wasn't just a couple of years in its reality. It was years and years and years and years in the making before it uh, came to open conflict. And uh, I see the same seeds being sown right now, okay? The debauching of our money for over 100 years with the fake Federal Reserve, dishonest fiat money. I see the sexual revolution. After several studies, Alfred Kinsey discovered that he says sexual orientation is more of a continuum. Zero is 100% heterosexual and six is 100% um, homosexual attraction. And everybody else falls somewhere in between. Uh, and, and, and he's just making it believe that it's, well, it's not really within your thought pattern or your process to make choices. It's just kind of a reality. All right. That's the uh, idea, this relativism idea, the humanist manifesto. 1973 that has been lying to us for 50 years and abusing the people. All right, and now what we're about to do is we're about to do a couple of things that I believe will change the affairs of our nation. Okay, just like the sexual revolution did, just like the fake money did, they put it in place and they push, push, push quietly, and then it busts out into the open in your face. The debt is one great example of that. 
uh, they basically lifted the debt ceiling, lifted the debt ceiling, lifted the debt ceiling for the last couple of decades with virtually no consequences they want you to believe. But I'm telling you, there will be consequences and there will be a, what do you want to call it? A reality check? A calling the cards in? Uh, a day of retribution? A day when you won't be able to drink from the economic bottle of false prosperity? Headlines says Congress reaches $900 billion COVID aid deal. This is out of control, folks. They're promoting it. Even the Republicans are mad because the Democrats were dragging their feet on the spend. Okay, this is where, you know what, by hook or by crook, the swamp is moving forward. We cannot avoid this debt. Dr. Scott Bradley with us. Your thoughts? You know, I think it was 2009, uh, I'm thinking, uh, February. I'm going to have to go back and look. I'm just going by memory, you know, faulty memory and everything. But the the Newsweek magazine had a blue hand and a red hand shaking each other. We're all socialists now was the uh, was the headline on the magazine. And, and honestly and truthfully, there has been a complete devolution by the two major parties into Socialist Party A and Socialist Party B. You know, there's different flavors of it. One would like it to be in the uh, in, in one particular aspect, another in another aspect. But uh, but truly, in, they they have embraced the socialist perspective. And socialism is just one form of well, I guess you could say communism is one form of socialism. Whether it's a fascism or a or a communism or a democratic socialist or some kind of other flavor that uh, that they. Uh, that they promote, they're all socialism. They're all, uh, you know, maybe like one's a grape flavor, one's a cherry flavor of the same poison that we're destroying ourselves with. And and this thing with the coronavirus, so-called, now look for a second, just be honest with me. If you've been unemployed for nine months because of the fake shutdown things that have been done that have actually destroyed the economy, destroyed families, destroyed suicides, depression, I mean, we will never recover from what we have been in the last nine months. We're like 38 weeks into two weeks to flatten the curve. It's not flattened. It's not going to. It's not the solution. They're false solutions. But we're destroying the entire nation. But if you've been under that uh, whole onerous burden for the past nine months, a $600 rebate check, that's going to make you whole, my friend. I'm sure we can all hold our breath and cheer all the way to the bank with that. We are being sold down the river. And again, as I mentioned earlier in the first hour, we, we were just under $20 trillion in debt as a nation uh, this time uh, four, four years ago, 2016. Now we're $27.5-plus trillion dollars in debt. And, and both parties are completely complicit in the thing. None of these things are going to help. We have continued this fake coronavirus response since basically March because the federal government has put billions upon billions upon billions of dollars into the hands of the states. All oh, the states needed to do the testing. All it's doing is fostering the image that this thing is an explosive problem. 
And and if if I'm firmly of the conviction, by the way, that if the federal government stopped sending money to the state governments to do this, the problem would go away because the states would no longer be incented. If you if you incent or subsidize something, you get more of it. And they're incenting and subsidizing things that ultimately and finally are adding to the panic that people feel, the depression, the discouragement, the despondency, the suicides, the economic problems, the alcohol and drug abuse, the domestic abuse. I mean, we can make a list a mile long, and the casualties of coronavirus have been far greater in those areas than it has because of the, uh, the so-called disease. And uh, I, I'm just appalled that we continue to feed this. And, and every time you put a news story on, Sam, every time you do, I, I come back into the next segment thinking, oh, man, there's something else we ought to talk about. Oh, there's something else we ought to talk about. They are just smearing it all over the wall. It's going up so fast that the people are just having to say, whoa, 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 where's this going? But uh, and that's why dams- and that's why I take so many of these topics and I try to bring them into one great whole. The fact is, you don't got to go off on a <clears throat> on a ninety minute you know tirade for every single topic. What you got to do is understand that there are core issues, core topics, core fundamentals at stake. Agency, the ability to choose for yourself, is one of them. To worship God. Or not to worship God. But the government is forcing the not worshiping of God. But it's okay to go to strip clubs and bars. Okay? Uh, it, this issue about whether you take a vaccine or not. This issue about whether we spend ourselves into oblivion. This issue about, <clears throat> you know, you can't listen to certain media because they're going to get their socks sued off. Um, these topics all come to one great kind of fundamental whole. And it all starts with the religious liberty. It starts with your agency. And what they're coming after is your ability to choose for yourself. And you see societally, when they come after that, over time, if they keep at it, keep at it, keep at it, what happens is eventually the wickedness takes over people's agency. And when people lose their agency completely and don't have the ability to choose right, then God takes off the gloves, folks. Okay, And you can say that I'm nuts, but go look at your Bible, go look at your scriptures, whatever you want. I'm just telling you right now, when people don't have the, choose, the choice to choose God, because it's so wicked, it's so tyrannical, it's so in your face that they have denied you your choice, um, then comes kicking out the prophets of God. Then kicks out, you kick out religious leaders, and then you start to persecute Christians. This is the historical reality that I'm speaking of and warning about. And on one hand, somebody would say, Sam, it's Christmas. Would you just lay off and just let us? If I lay off and just let you, then you know what? You won't tie this all together. You'll miss it and wake up and go, how did we get here? I'm telling you how we get there. And I'm telling you how we can prevent it. Okay, all these things trace back to a very few fundamental facts. You obey God and you get blessed and you don't. And man, it's radical, abusive. All right, how do we bring it back? Let's talk about it all in seconds. The Dr. Scott Bradley's in the house. As a parent, is receiving a faith-based, character-focused education for your children difficult to find? Do you believe that godly principles should be a central component in your child's education? Imagine a school where faith and integrity are at its center, where heritage and responsibility instill character. For over 40 years, American Heritage School has been educating both hearts and minds, bringing out academic excellence. 
This is the school where character and embracing the providence of a living God are fundamental, where students' national test scores average near the 90th percentile. With American Heritage School's Advanced Distance Education Program, distance is no longer an issue. With an accredited LDS-oriented curriculum from kindergarten through 12th grade, your children can attend from anywhere in the world. American Heritage School will prepare your child for more than a job. It will prepare them for life. To learn more, visit American-Heritage.org. That's American-Heritage.org. As the United States boldly stepped forward in the glorious light provided by its new constitution in 1787, the nations of the earth were in awe of the newfound strength and hope of this free land. Today, the nation stands at a crossroads. A divergence from the original intent put forth in the United States Constitution has brought grave threats to our beloved nation. A miracle is needed if the United States is to survive. That miracle is again the pure application of the United States Constitution. I'm Scott Bradley. In my To Preserve the Nation book and lecture series, I bring forth truths that will help raise up a new generation of statesmen like those noble Americans who founded this land. Vigorous application of these principles will invigorate and restore the nation, and we may become again the freest, most prosperous, most respected, and happiest nation on earth. Visit topreservethenation.com to begin that restoration. I want to dedicate this song to Mr. Rupert Murdoch. parties won't save us, ladies and gentlemen. 9-12 won't save us, but Almighty God can indeed. Merry Christmas. And I know a lot of people are critical and going, Sam, you're just so negative. It's just hard to pay attention at Christmas time, buddy. We want to just eat a bunch of sugar and lay around and watch Christmas movies and have a great watch the cranks for Christmas and, uh, you know, watch a curmudgeon turn into a good guy. And, you know, it's all good. Would you just leave us alone? And my response is, ladies and gentlemen, religious freedom is at stake. Your ability to choose as you will your agency, uh, your fundamental ability to choose, God-given, is at stake. Understand, ladies and gentlemen, that your very conscience uh, is being violated. The human, Humanist Manifesto is at the core. Okay, Congress reaches $900 billion COVID deal, and they're going to give you, what, 600 bucks? That's not even enough to pay up two weeks' rent for folks, really. All right, it's not enough. It, it might pay a month worth of groceries, but it isn't going to solve the nine months of, of meltdown and financial ruin that they've basically perpetuated on the rest of us. Believe it or not, Chris Cuomo on CNN asked Dr. Fauci, could the masks come off now that we got the vaccines? 
Yeah, he literally asked that on TV, right? What do you think happened? Any idea, Dr. Bradley? What do you think Fauci said? Well, I, I think Fauci has said that we uh, we need to continue to wear the mask. We need to continue to social distance. We need to continue to do testing. We need to be able to continue to do the contact tracing. We need to continue to do lockdowns. We need to... All of the false philosophies that came out in March that have destroyed everything that you've hold, held sacred as being promoted further, we found them to be failure formulas. Just two weeks to flatten the curve is now, like, I, I'm thinking 38 weeks. I haven't figured out exactly. Yeah, here, here's folks. Fauci, though. Listen to this. Why do I have to keep wearing the mask after I get the vaccine? I thought it was going to protect me from the vaccine. Uh, what's the answer? Well, the answer is, unless you get the overwhelming majority of the country vaccinated and protected and get that umbrella of what we call herd immunity, there's still a lot of virus out there. So just because you're protected, so-called protected by the vaccine, you need to remember that you could be prevented from getting clinical disease and still have the virus that is in your nasopharynx because you could get infected. We're not sure at this point that the vaccine protects you against getting infected. We know for sure it's very, very good, 94, 95% in protecting you against clinically recognizable disease and almost 100% in protecting you for severe disease. But until you have virus that is so low in society, we as a nation need to continue to wear the mask, to keep the physical distance, to avoid crowds. We're not through with this just because we're starting a vaccine program. Even though you, as an individual, might have gotten vaccinated, it is not over by any means. We still have a long way to go, and we've got to get as many people as possible vaccinated of all groups. How, what does that take? When are we fully vaccinated? Well, the projection that I've made, and, and I hope it works this way, it's going to depend upon the people's willingness to come up and step up to the plate and get vaccinated. If you go now through December, January, February, March, you likely will have the people who fall into the high priority groups get vaccinated. When, let's say, you get into April, I would project by the time you get to April, it will be, I guess you want to call it open season in the sense of anyone, even the non-high priority groups, could get vaccinated. If we get the vaccine doses coming in at the projected rate that we had hoped they will, and I believe it will, as we get into April, May, and June, you'll get more and more of the population. If 75 or more percent of the population decides they want to get vaccinated, I would hope by the time we get to the end of the second quarter, into the summer, that we will have enough people vaccinated that by the time we get to the fall in the third quarter of the year, that we will have that veil of protective herd immunity will my Bella, that would really essentially protect all the vulnerable. Will my Bella Excuse be able me? to start college as a freshman in the fall? You know, I hope so, Chris. I mean, I, I, I hope so. I mean, one of the things we want to do, and we've said it in before, is to get the children to get back in school. Um, we're talking about K-12, to as well as obviously the college, but to not only get them back, but to keep them in school. That's the default position that we should try. We're, we're with you. I, mean, we I, I, I thought it was surprising, um, uh, Tony, not to cut you off, but uh, I thought it was surprising that Biden put it out as one of his big three plans 
Uh, but obviously, that's all about how. Everybody wants kids in school. I know the data now is starting to get a little scary because there's more exposure in schools than we thought, especially when you get up in age. And they're still not testing smart there because they don't have enough tests to test smart. Um, but it all comes down to how, because if you don't do it right, are we going to have graduations next May, June? You know, I don't know about this time, this this cycle as we go into the spring. It's really going to depend. Again, Chris, I, I, I don't want to keep repeating myself, but it's the truth. It depends how quickly and how many people want to get vaccinated. If we have a smooth. If you don't get vaccinated, Fauci basically says you will be locked down literally forever. Dr. Bradley, it depends on how much you comply and take the jab. Got it? I don't want to keep repeating myself now, doctor. You know, we, we could have been done with this if we had left it alone. The, the herd immunity would have already occurred in a natural process. God gave us this magnificent immune system, and that immune system works so magnificently and, and completely, and it's the way life is. And I think personally, this is a personal belief, but and, and it'd be difficult to prove, but I really believe that they're push, 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 push on this vaccine because the thing would go away faster than they could get it delivered if they would have let it follow the natural process that humans have done since mortality came upon this earth. Yeah, but now they're deceiving you because here's how they're going to do it. They're going to say, well, you know what? The vaccine has morphed. It's changed there, doctor. And, you know, thank heavens the vaccine catches that new strain we've never seen before, though. You know, we have had... uh, efforts to to build flu vaccines and cold vaccines and HIV vaccines that deal with viruses. And and the the best we've got is probably 40%. And I believe there's probably a personally a 40% probability that we would have, if we had gotten the flu vaccine or not, that we would have probably been okay. And and I personally haven't had a vaccine since 1976 when I got sucker punched by the Gerald Ford swine flu thing. But um, we don't get the flu, and, and we have developed a natural immunity. And, and here's the deal. They, I believe that what they found is they cannot stay ahead of these things. The cold vaccine that they've been working on since they started thinking about vaccines, they've never been able to do. It's a, it's a, it's a virus kind of situation. That, and, and the HIV thing, they've spent hundreds of billions of dollars trying to figure that one out. They haven't been able to do it. And this thing, I don't believe, is going to prove much different. And and the the vaccine itself, if you get the literature on it and you read it carefully, you'll find not only is it filled with things that most of us would say, what, I'm, I'm putting uh, DNA from aborted fetuses in this thing? I mean, you talk about cannibalistic, for crying out loud. I mean, we are devouring our own young with this thing. We find a process, an mRNA process, that's never been used on humans before. They had great challenges with it when they did vaccines for animals with this thing, where they found that when they got a wild strain of, of the virus, in many cases it caused them to crater and die. This, this is, in, in essence, making us genetically modified organisms, the way this thing is going. It is just so amazing, and, and I, I think in a way they've kind of overplayed their hand with this vaccine in that they, it's come along far enough that some of this stuff is coming out, and there's more and more people are saying, over my dead body will I take this? 
the sterilization, the genetic problems, the future uh, diseases. I mean, we don't know what's in this Pandora's box. Well, and they're also, many people are saying they're giving uh, placebos so that people don't think that they're damaging. And when somebody gets better, then they make you feel good before they really roll out the RNA-changing vaccine. We'll talk about it and what the Equal Opportunity, or uh, what do you call this thing? The Employment Commission, what they just announced in seconds. Protecting your liberties. You're listening to Liberty News Radio. USA Radio News with Lance Pride. A new strain of COVID-19 is being reported in the United Kingdom. U.S. Surgeon General Jerome Adams says it does not hinder the coronavirus vaccines combating the virus. People to know that viruses mutate all the time, and that does not mean that this virus is any more dangerous. We don't even know if it's really more contagious yet or not, or if it just happened to be a strain that was involved in a super spreader event. Right now, we have no indications that it is going to hurt uh, our ability to continue vaccinating people or that it is any more dangerous or deadly than the strains that are currently out there and that we know about. Italy, Austria, the Netherlands, Saudi Arabia, and Belgium have announced plans to restrict travel from the U.K. A coronavirus relief deal was reached in Congress Sunday. The House and Senate were expected to vote on the legislation on Monday. It contains temporary $300 per week supplemental jobless benefits and $600 direct stimulus payments to most Americans. USA Radio News. Balance of nature is fruits and vegetables in a capsule, changing the world one life at a time. I had begun to notice after 10 days with Balance of Nature, I felt better, more energetic. And believe me, for me, that's something because I have energy anyway. But as old as I am, that was really something to start really noticing. You know, we're all responsible for choosing what our attitudes are, but I had a better mental outlook. I mean, I always try to be positive, but there were subtle things in me that I began to notice. I just felt a difference with this. Get a wide variety of all your daily recommended servings of whole fruits and vegetables without having to leave your home. Right now, Balance of Nature is offering free shipping and 35% off on any new preferred order. Call 1-800-2468-751 or go to balanceofnature.com and use discount code USA. The president is planning another trip to Georgia to help keep Washington, D.C. a two-party system. USA Radio News' Jeremy Scott has the details. President Donald Trump tweeted on Sunday that he will visit the Peach State the day before two Senate runoffs in January for control of the U.S. Senate. Trump saying as badly as we were treated in Georgia by the Republican governor and Republican secretary of state, we must have a massive victory for two great people. Senators Kelly Loeffler and David Perdue face off against Democrats Raphael Warnock and John Ossoff on January 5th. From the USA Radio News Oregon Bureau, I'm Jeremy Scott. Rocket attacks by Iran-backed militias into an area housing the U.S. Embassy in Iraq killed at least one local civilian and damaged the embassy compound. According to U.S. diplomatic sources, eight small rockets launched by Iranian forces specifically targeted the Green Zone, according to Secretary of State Michael Pompeo. He strongly condemned the attacks in a statement released Sunday. Pompeo called Iranian-backed militias the most serious impediment to helping Iraq return to peace and prosperity. USA Radio News. You open the floodgates. I hope I can make it through this.
Ladies and gentlemen, are we going to trust in God Almighty or the arm of flesh? We seem to think vaccines in the medical profession are our saviors. Ladies and gentlemen, how, uh, in my opinion, misinformed and misguided uh, we really are. Now, listen to this. You say you don't want to take the vaccination. You say you don't trust it. Well, man, they're going to turn you into a vax denier, ladies and gentlemen. And they're going to prosecute you. And they're going to eventually use this as the litmus test to determine if you are worthy to participate in their society. Here's the latest headline. You ready? The Federal Equal Employment Opportunity Commission said that employees could be barred from the workplace if they refuse the vaccine. Employers can, yes, they can require employees to get a COVID-19 vaccine and bar them for the workplace if they don't get it. Mm. The federal government released that in guidelines issued just this week, Dr. Bradley. You know, this has been coming for quite a while. We know that this is a total control of all humanity kind of thing. And it's interesting to me that in the state of Utah, for example, our home state, we have got a... um, Representative Spenlove from Sandy, Utah, that is bringing forth a thing that basically says, now the government can't require your uh, vaccination, which is um, an admirable kind of uh, truthfully, you know, why should they ever even have to pass a law like that? But it's, it's it sounds like a good thing, but your employer can and will not be held reliable for any untoward consequences of that. So what they're doing And is neither will the vaccine simple. companies be responsible for that too. Since 1986, they've been given a pass too where you got the uh, vaccine injury compensation program in place. Uh, they've already spent to the tune of over 4 billion dollars when vaccines go wrong. They've created secret courts to try the vaccine cases so the word doesn't get out and the taxpayer is on the hook for all this uh, as well, doctor. Indeed, and only about 1% of those that are brought to that court, because you're fighting the full force of the U.S. government with all its taxpayer dollars in their back pocket. And so most people run out of money before they get to the end of the pipe. But even at that, $4 billion plus have been awarded, if you will, to those that lost the lottery when they got vaccine injured. But this thing about employers is where they're going to enforce this thing. Well, employers and service providers, like, for example, the airlines, the grocery stores, whatever, they're going to enforce this. And basically, that's how they're making an end run around this idea. Well, you you can't create a law about this for me having to go to get a shot. Well, they're going to say, oh, no, but uh, we're going to make it so that the employers are fully protected. And, in fact, what Utah has done last spring they passed a law in special session in Congress that nobody that did anything in this issue could be held responsible for a COVID response. And so this this is something that's actually diabolical. The, the health department, some government agency, goes to a grocery store, to, to whomever, an employer, and says, you know, if you don't have all of these mandated safety precautions in your business, we will come in and remove your license and shut you down. So what they've done is they've made these these employers and service providers like grocery stores the, the enforcer of their mandates, and they can then stand back and say, well, the government isn't doing this. 
the the employer, the the service provider, the retail store, whomever is is requiring this. No, the, this the people that are in business are scared to death. They're going to lose their business. They have been put on the ropes by the idiocy of buffoons that we have put into office. And I that's the nicest thing I can say to them. These buffoons are snakes are snakes in the grass in that they have said we're going to we're going to manipulate this and so it looks like oh we're the lily white we're the clean we're the good guys that are just trying to protect society but behind the scenes they're leveraging churches they're leveraging the retail stores they're leveraging the restaurants they're leveraging the businesses to say if you don't if you don't toe the line capitulate to our requirements we will remove your license and so like I said, Last Wednesday night, it was, I got kicked out of a, out of a uh, service station for not having a mask on. And, uh, and I was there trying to help somebody that, that I had not intended to go in the, into the uh, gas station. But anyway, I ended up in there, and I got kicked out and told to never come back without a mask on. I says, I promise you, I will never return ever to this location. I mean, it wasn't, I'll never return without a mask. I will never return. But the fact is, that's going to be more and more difficult. That you hear the, all of these discussions about, oh, you got to have a coronavirus test, uh, a negative test before you can travel internationally. Well, more and more airlines are going to say you got to show that before you get on the airplane to wherever, and you should get it again right after. All of these things are perpetuating this facade that we've had, that has has been brought on by something that. For most people, it's no worse than a common cold. Yeah, it kicks your butt sometimes if in some circumstances. And there are people that die. And by the way, they're saying, oh, yeah, there's going to be people die that get the the uh, the vaccine. But they would have died anyway because they had one foot in the grave and a foot on a banana peel. And, yeah, they were going to die anyway. They never say, well, these people that are dying with this, that are in the high morbidity kinds of uh, circumstances, you know, they've got cardiovascular, diabetes, obesity, you know, all these things that are on the list that, that cause you to die, you were dying anyway, and you happened to get corona, and yes, you did die. Oh, no, that, that was a coronavirus cause thing. But if you get the vaccine and you die, oh, no, they were going to die anyway, so this is just kind of happenstantial. The, the spin on this is just absolutely magnificent. The Nazis... In 1930s and 40s in Germany, would just be so proud of these buffoons that we have in these high places, both in public health as well as in government, that are facilitating this. I have the U.S. Equal Opportunity uh, Commission report in front of me right now, and and it is everything you've said and more from from what you've given in your headlines. This is is literally a get out of jail. Uh, for free kind of thing if you are an employer that will bend to their requirements you can't be held responsible well and you may be be forced to bend to those requirements listen to this headline moderna's fda reports lists of 13 deaths in vaccine trials but deaths not related to the vaccine don't you know okay yeah now it doesn't matter the truth if I report anything, then I will be uh, basically attacked and say, hey, I'm peddling propaganda and I should be sued for defamation. So how long will this program even be able to continue? Well, that's the thing. This is a perpetual um, 
tyranny kind of process where everything and anything will be controlled unless you, you know, basically capitulate to their requirements. And then you're not done. As Fauci just said, well, if you get the vaccine, you, you know, you still got to distance. You still got to wear the mask. You still got to get tested. You still got to, you know, all of these risks, risks, risks. They've lied to you again, folks. This lying has gone on interminably on this thing. They, they're on to something, they think. It's like, oh, man, you know, look, we weren't in danger of being invaded by some foreign power. But, but look at this. We've got this Nazi germy thing, a little germ that we can completely bring tyranny upon. We can be in control. We can be the ones that are the big money mongers, whatever. And I am absolutely convinced that this has been this has been a well carried out plan. Amen. They nurse destroyed. collapses nurse collapses live on television minutes after taking the vaccine. But don't worry, she's okay. Two Alaska yeah, she died probably. Two Alaska workers <laughs> give an emergency treatment after taking the vaccines. No big deal. They're safe and effective. They lie. Okay, girls, about finished with your lesson on money. Daddy, what is a buy-sell spread for gold coins? Well, when you sell a gold coin to a coin shop that's worth, say, $1,200, you don't actually get $1,200. But don't worry, we're members of UPMA now, so we don't have to worry about that. Daddy, what if somebody steals our gold? We don't have any gold at the house. It's stored safely in the UPMA vault, securely and insured. But the S&P 500 outperformed gold. Daddy, gold is a bad investment. Some people do think of it that way. But actually, gold is money. And as members of the United Precious Metals Association, we can use our gold at any store, just like a credit card. Or I can ask them to drop it right into Mommy and Daddy's bank account, because we're a UPMA member family. Find out more at upma.org. That's upma.org. Why don't we say to the government writ large that they have to spend a little bit less? Anybody ever had less money this year than you had last? Anybody better have a 1% pay cut? You deal with it. That's what government needs, a 1% pay cut. If you take a 1% pay cut across the board, you have more than enough money to actually pay for the disaster relief. But nobody's going to do that because they're fiscally irresponsible. Who are they? Republicans. Who are they? Democrats. Who are they? Virtually the whole body is careless and reckless with your money. So the money will not be offset by cuts anywhere. The money will be added to the debt, and there will be a day of reckoning. What's the day of reckoning? The day of reckoning may well be the collapse of the stock market. The day of reckoning may be the collapse of the dollar. When it comes, I can't tell you exactly, but I can tell you it has happened repeatedly in history when countries ruin their currency.
Ladies and gentlemen, it is Christmas. But I'm telling you right now, don't let them lie to you and steal your liberties. I don't know how long we're going to be able to stay on the radio, ladies and gentlemen. You say, Sam, what, what are you talking about? Look, man, they're literally suing for defamation. Anybody who doesn't carry the mainstream press government agenda, okay? The Federal Equal Opportunity Employment just said, hey, employers can mandate vaccinations. Now, all they got to do is provide incentives to force that to be the case or provide any kind of retribution if they don't. In other words, hey, your employees, uh, if they get anybody else sick and we contact Trace to that point, then you, my fellow business, can and will be held liable to the fullest extent of the law. All right, now you've already got 70%. More than 70% of Americans report wearing a mask in public new study shows. All right, they're literally doubling down. Now with Joe Biden taking the helm, he says he might not mandate these things, but he will strongly push for a, what, 120-day, 90-day uh, mask mandate. He may not force vaccines, vaccines on you directly, but what kind of pressure, what kind of finances can be applied to this agenda? Uh, in my opinion, Joe Biden's just getting started. Now they're saying there's a new strain, and the vaccines won't work for that strain. So they're gearing up to say, hey, we're going to try to vaccinate everybody. And in addition to that, we're not even close to done with this thing. And we're going to mandate through the employer, mandate through the private sector. You're going to have to have what a barcode, a document, a something saying, hey, you've got the vaccine. And you're going to have to be physically wearing a mask or you're simply going to be rejected. Literally kicked out for a technical uh, from society at large, Dr. Bradley. They're pushing for this. It's not a joke. No, they, they think they're on a roll now. It's kind of like, hey, man, we've thrown all this mud over the years against the wall. I mean, everything from a Federal Reserve Act back in 1913, you know, and all this kind of stuff forward. And, and yeah, we've, we've got some power from that. We've got some, man, it, we've, we've, we've just got to move it forward faster. And, and, and now they're on this, this health thing where people have capitulated. They've become COVID cowards rabbits hiding in their burrow and and this is a they're taking away our personalities they're taking away our society they're taking away our economy they're taking away everything interactive with human beings i mean and you got to even ask yourself with a max on with a mask on covering your face are you even in the image of god well you are covering the image of god you know as as, as christ said render unto caesar's that which is caesar unto god that which is god's we're in the image of god and and we're we're hiding it it's it's funny a year ago, somebody walked into a bank with a mask on. What kind of alarms would that set off? You know, nowadays you can't even go into the bank. And like I say, I was last Wednesday kicked out of a, a gas station because of it. I mean, it's one of those things. You know, you, you we really have modified society in a very short order, and I think they really feel like they're onto something. It's time for people to say no, nope, no more. We're done. And and this. The whole thing, the federal facade, this idea of spending the money, giving a pittance of something. Oh, yeah, they threw me a bone. I'm going to be good. But they've destroyed the election with this process. They're destroying our economy. They're destroying our personal interactions. They're destroying our our uh, religious liberties. And and that's another interesting thing to me when they say, oh, but, but you know, this particular new mandate does not affect religions. You know, we had an old saying in the military, Bravo Sierra. 
what they've done is they've gone behind closed doors, they've gone to the religious varlets that are there oftentimes, and said, look, we'll leave you off of this uh, mandate, but, you know, behind closed doors, if you'll agree to do this, we'll have a pretty good relationship, Uh, you won't feel like we're impinging on you, but if you guys will enforce this, we'll still be uh, friends. And I really believe that's what's going on behind closed doors with religions. But that is temporary in nature, and it's a lie. It is a lie. This thing is a long-term fix for something they've been trying to do, this diabolical uh, power thing. Now, by the way, I really believe we've talked a little bit about, um, you know, how you get away from uh, some of these things. uh, You don't talk about them, you know, religion and politics. You mentioned that earlier. Well, you know, I think the human spirit is hardwired for this idea of worshiping and being free. I think that those things are hardwired into us. And how we treat the choice of freedom tells a lot about a personality. If someone wants to control someone else, if someone wants to to be their tyrant, that tells you the, the, the kind of character they have. If somebody wants to worship, who they worship and so on tells much of their character. Amen but that's to that. why we steer clear about that. They're creating, ladies and gentlemen, a constitutional crisis over the elections. I don't believe it's real because there are constitutional provisions to deal with this easily if we would just pay attention to them. But they're turning this into a constitutional crisis, acting like there's no answers and no solutions and look everywhere but the real direction. Okay, misdirection at an all-time high. But now they're going to introduce the next pillar. So create a constitutional crisis over the election, distract everybody and confuse everybody about the real answers and what they are. Then throw down this vaccination thing along with the mask thing. But now they're rolling out climate change. All right. Uh, Biden introduces his climate team, says no time to waste. They're going to literally come back and talk about how massive your footprint is, doctor. And they're literally going to start basically attacking all things climate. Uh, and that will change your life as well. Uh, the fact that you want to buy meat and put it in your freezer, number one, you're hoarding. Uh, number two, y- y- it's just not sustainable to kill all those animals like that. And okay, and they're backing into the, your AC just isn't going to be uh, acceptable anymore. And they're going to use climate change to add insult to injury on this remaking of America, sir. Well, every single aspect of everything we in America have taken for granted. I mean, you... You can see really them coming to the point saying, oh, my goodness, we can't have all those guns out there. These people are getting so stressed over this. Somebody might touch off around. So we better sweep those things up, too. It's a really all-encompassing kind of thing. And you can see the spin from this that's going to come off every single thing you can bring up. You know, you bring up climate change. Oh, sure. Why not? Let's throw that in there, too. This thing about this uh, election, uh, it's a big facade. But ultimately and finally will result in the federal government wanting to take over the whole election process, which the Constitution original intent of that was that the states ran their ran their elections. Uh, but the legislature had to select the way they got their their uh, electors. But so the, everything the feds have done has taken more control up to this point. They're going to make this the final move to put the feds fully in control of our elections. And the next step after that is to bring in blue helmets to be election watchers, you know, from the from the uh, international level. And you think you're going to get a better deal with that? All of these things are just part of uh, it's it's a 
everything's being kind of rolled together, and they're taking full advantage of the chaos that they've created. And by the way, that's the way the Marxists have always done it. The Marxists always create chaos, conflict, this uh, animosity, this acrimony. And out of that, they expect to create a new society. And this is what was done in the French Revolution, for example. The, the Bolsheviks did it in Russia. Look at Mao, how he did it. Look at what happened in, in um, uh, uh, Cambodia. I mean, every time this has happened, it's been coming out of chaos. And that is where this is going. And I think it's a, a planned pandemic, as well as everything else. You say, oh, well, you're a conspiracy theorist. No, I'm a truth seeker. And you start connecting the dots. You All right, ladies and gentlemen, so it gets worse. Not only is this happening, but here's what they've got for you. You want to peacefully talk on the radio and educate people about this so that they don't fall for the lies? Uh, you want to peacefully uh, you know, assemble and talk about this uh, in meaningful ways? You want to even border on protests and peacefully try to put up a resistance? Black Lives Matter, ladies and gentlemen, has received $10.6 billion Dollars since May alone. You think they're going to use that money peacefully, sir? Well, who's sending it to them? Is it taxpayer dollars or who is it? It's all kinds of money. It's big private sector money. Remember, they can't really just send taxpayer dollars directly there, but they can have big philanthropists and big money folks and big business back Black Lives Matter. In fact, you know the NBA doubled down in backing Black Lives Matter. Even so much, even in the jazz, they backed it to the point where some big uh, money men said, we're not going to go along with this. This is wrong. And I commend them for their stance on that. But, hey, they got $10.6 billion. So, hey, you take to the streets. You want to peacefully go outside and deal with this? You want to run around without a mask on? They'll just simply attack you. You want to go ahead and peacefully protest and go to the mayor's house and say you shouldn't be able to lock us down like this? They'll make a law against you and sick Black Lives Matters on you. Okay, they're fixing to ratchet this up like you wouldn't believe. Now, you can say, Sam, you're so negative at Christmas. My response is, if I don't warn you about this, isn't that negative? Well, forewarned is forearmed. Yeah, you know, we, we, we really do need to recognize it's time for the people to say, no more. We have had it. The buffoons that we've put into office have sold us out. They no longer have even been willing to abide by that Article 6 of the Constitution that says you've got to take an oath to uphold this. They have no power to do any of the things they're doing. And, and your state constitutions have a similar thing uh, that, uh, that requires limits and bounds on, on those that hold office. It's a republic. They are, they are representatives that are to keep their actions within the limits and bounds defined by constitutional agreement. And that the, the, uh, the people have given their concurrence to be led when they ratified constitutions and said, yes, we will, we will be governed by these documents in the limits and bounds that are defined there. And in so doing, we are putting those in office that have taken an oath, a sacred oath before God to do that. It, it all goes back to the basics. And, and we are just nuts because we have been trained in, in false educational ideas for so many decades now that even people in my generation that maybe were had a little bit better education in terms of not having the full, you know, humanist perspective, although it was pretty strong. I remember back as a kid in the 50s when we got the Weekly Reader. It was a, a United Nations propaganda tool. 
that insult to injury, our family had to buy it so that I could be like all the other kids that were reading it for the time they got it. When they brought it into the class, they handed it out, and everybody got an hour to read the thing. And, uh, oh, man, you wouldn't want to be out of that group. But it was a propaganda tool for the United Nations and world government. It's been going on forever, and folks. And some would say, Sam, you know what? We've heard your warnings for a lot of years, and you know what? A lot of what you say has never come to fruition. Well, I bring up the Rand, the Rand Paul point about honest money. You know what? If we let our money continue to run us off the rails, I don't know when it's going to happen, but mind you this. There will be <clears throat> fruits from those bad actions. I don't know when and how and where and everything else is, things are coming, but I'm telling you, you've already seen some violence in your streets. If you think it's going to get better when we turn our back on God, you're sadly mistaken. I think we ought to have Merry Christmas by jealously guarding our liberty in such a way to preserve religious freedom. And in doing so, we'll have Christmases well into the future. If we don't, they might not even let you have Christmas, folks. God save the Republic. LibertyRoundtable.com, LovingLiberty.net. Spread the word.